actually have kind of something really, really serious to talk with you guys about. And so here's the deal. Last week, Pastor Joe stood up here and he talked about who would win in these different fights that we theoretically would have against different staff members. And here's where there's a problem. I'm going to try not to cry, but I was sitting. <laughs> I'm crying. Shh. I was sitting in that back corner over there and Joe puts up this photo. Okay. Put up the photo. And he says, we think Madeline would win in a fight. Okay. But here's the deal. Before Joe said anything, this photo goes up and he's like, oh, who do you think would win in a fight? And I'm sitting back there, right there. And I see all your little beady eyes. They look at me. And with so much confidence and so much boldness, you guys said, and I quote, oh, for sure, Madeline, for sure, Madeline would take you. And I was maybe expecting like, oh, <laughs> sweet little Brit, maybe you got a chance. It was for sure, Madeline, for sure, Madeline. Okay, so I thought, well, I'm supposed to preach this week, so what else am I going to do for the next 25 minutes? I'm going to take my time, and I'm going to tell you why I should win in this fight. Okay, so like most fighters would do, they give you their stats. So I have brought my stats. Okay, I don't know why you're laughing already at me. Stat one, I'm the youngest sibling. Automatically, I know how... Shut up, Madeline. Okay, automatically... <laughs> I'm sorry. She's my boss. I really love you. Keep signing my paychecks. Okay. Ultimately, you know how to throw elbows when you're the youngest sibling. Okay. If you have mashed potatoes for dinner, you best be believing you are throwing elbows to get mashed potatoes for dinner. Okay. First stat, I'm the youngest. Um, second stat, I not only went to Grand Junction High School, sketch. Okay sketch but I also then went to R5 high school and if you don't know that's where we know the cops by their first name okay that tells you anything all right my third stat I was in a fight one time I lost brutally so we're gonna go on to number four okay number four I live on a farm I don't know what this has to do with that but I was like, farm, farm strength. I can drive a tractor. Just, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Okay. Uh, my fifth stat is uh, I was eighth grade basketball captain. <laughs> Thank you. And um, that doesn't mean anything. I just wanted to flex on you guys for a minute. And um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Let's see the sixth stat. I was basketball team captain. I lost a fight. I'm le <laughs> I'm legally blind. <laughs> so I get it now why you thought Madeline would beat me in a fight. Um, I really do. And I just wanted like some pity, but I get it. It's our. Okay, I would admit, all right, Madeline would absolutely crush me if we had rules, but I think I would crush her if it was for scrappiness, okay? Uh, the fight I was in uh, was scrappy, though, and I lost that one. Um, but it's funny to think about these kind of battles. It's kind of funny to be up here and be like, yeah, would Madeline beat me? I don't know. 
absolutely, probably she's a runner. She's got the endurance on me. I don't have that. And it's funny to think about these things when it comes to something we can joke about. But it's not funny when the reality sets in and you find out I'm in a real fight. And the reality sets in that this fight, I can't laugh away. And this fight, I can't dismiss. Now, if you are a believer, so if you follow Jesus, if you have accepted Jesus to save you, to be the leader, the Lord of your life, then you have started this fight. And the fight is constantly happening around you. Now, guns will not help you in this fight or these ones. They won't help you in that fight either. Okay, you guys were supposed to clap for that. Trying to hide. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Trying to hide will not help you in this fight. But in this fight, you have to make sure you have the right tools to fight with. You have to make sure that you are very aware of the battle that is happening around you. And in this fight, you have to make sure you don't play victim, but you realize I can be a victor. Now, Pastor Joe taught us last week, and if you missed it, please go back and listen to the podcast because it's amazing. Just go listen to it. But he taught us this verse out of Ephesians 6, 12. Our fight is not against human beings. It is against the rulers, the authorities, and the powers of this dark world. It is against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly world. Our fight is not against human beings. Our fight is not against your brother. Our fight is not against your boyfriend. Our fight is not against your parents. It's not against the teacher that you don't agree with. Our fight is against the powers and the authorities of this dark world. See, if you believe that there is God, then you also have to believe that there is a very real devil. We cannot just have the belief of God and no enemy. It doesn't work like that. And I think oftentimes we can catch ourselves saying these certain things and we've just got to put a stop to it. We can say things like, God, why would you let this happen to me? Why didn't you protect me? Why me, God? Everything bad seems to happen to me. I'm a good person. Why me, God? But if there is good, then there is also evil. And Satan rules in the darkness. And you have to recognize it's not God causing those things to you. Those things that have happened to you, yes, they might be horrid, but if we have a very good God, then we have a very real enemy who does not like us, who hates us. And it shows. He is at work when we start to question, man, can God really protect me? Man, can God really watch out for me? Man, is God really good? And now all of a sudden, you have an enemy who is getting you to question God. Who's getting you to question, is God truly good? Can God really protect me? Will he really take care of me when it truly comes down to it? And it is the devil's life mission to get you to forget what God has done in your life to make you become offended, to watch you crumble, to give away the life, the call, and the position that God has given you. He does not like you. John 10.10 10 says, the thief only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. After all, he used to be a part of heaven. 
See, if you don't know this, Satan or the devil used to have a position in heaven. He was like, I guess what we would call the worship pastor of heaven. But he was kicked out for pride, for wanting to be like God, for wanting more power and more position. So if there's anybody who knows how real God is, it is your great enemy, the devil. He has seen the glory of God. He knows that he is real. He knows what God says about you. See, when the devil sees you come in, he's not truly afraid of you, but he is afraid of the position you hold as a son or as a daughter of God. If you're not saved, if you don't believe in this whole Jesus thing yet, you're not really a threat to him. But the minute you say, yes, this is what I believe in, I'm going to choose to follow Jesus. Man, he is threatened by the position you hold because he knows that person is going to be powerful. That person is going to have the tools to stop me. And then he is afraid. Now, the enemy knows us better then it feels like we know ourselves. He knows what God calls us when some of us don't even know what God calls us. He knows what is in the word of God when some of us don't even know what's in the word of God. He knows that we are forgiven. He knows that we are redeemed. He knows that there is no shame or guilt or condemnation when we belong to Jesus. And he knows ultimately at the end of all of this, we win we win. He knows that God's hand is on you. So he will do everything he can to make sure you walk away. Make sure you don't know you are a son or a daughter of the very living king. He will try to attack you by making you feel insecure, by making you feel fearful, by doubting your place as a child of God. He wants to make sure you never stand up and stand firm in who God is calling you to be. But we have to know that we have a really, really kind God who loves us and who gives us the tools to fight. See, the Apostle Paul gives us scripture to make sure we know we can truly fight, that we don't have to be victims, but we can be victors, that we can stand firm and stand against the enemy's schemes or his strategies against us. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote a massive chunk of the New Testament, and he writes these different letters. He writes them to believers, so people like us who are just trying to follow Jesus, what steps we should take, how we should live our lives. And he wrote this book called Ephesians. Now, at the beginning of Ephesians, it really just reaffirms what God is trying to call you, that he is trying to remind you, you are loved, you are chosen, you are my children. This is how you should live your life. But then in the second part of Ephesians, we see Paul gets to get a little serious. He starts to take this a little bit step further, and he wants to make sure that we stand firm that we do not give permission to the enemy to just come and attack us. He wants to make sure that, man, you know who you are, that you are a son, that you are a daughter of God. He's like, dude, fight for yourself. So he gives us the tools to do that. Ephesians 6, 11 says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. 
Now the enemy, the devil, Satan, he's got a lot of names. In our three, six class, that's like our elementary. We just call him like jerk face or like the worst, okay? And so the worst, he's got some strategies because he's, well, the worst. And his strategies, um, I hate to admit it, they're kind of good. But luckily for you, you got some armor, so chill, okay? Now his strategies seem to attack us when we are most vulnerable, okay? So it might look like maybe when you are the most tired. Maybe when you come home from work or you come home from school, you're just feeling lazy. You don't really feel like, man, I need to have a guard up. I don't really need to be fighting the enemy right now. He's going to let me have a break. No, he's not. Okay. He might attack us when you are most hungry. And I don't mean like just hangry, although that is true. You become maybe a little bit of a monster. Chill at your parents. Okay. Just eat something. All right. But he won't just attack us when we're physically hungry. He'll attack us when we're hungry for attention, when we're hungry for somebody to love us, when we're hungry for somebody to give us affection, when we're hungry for somebody's gaze to be fixed on us. He'll attack us when we're most alone. Maybe you think, okay, I'm home alone. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just going to grab that fireball out of my parents' liquor cabinet. It's not that big of a deal. They won't even notice. He might attack you where you feel the most weak. Maybe you haven't spent any time with Jesus. You haven't prayed at all. You haven't worshiped at all. You haven't even just opened your Bible and read one sentence. He has strategies. And when we know what those are, again, Joe talked about so many of them last week, but when we know what those are, then we can learn to stand firm and to say enough is enough. I'm going to fight for myself. Ephesians 6, 13 through 18 says, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Put on God's armor so you can resist the enemy in time of evil. Put it on. Even if you don't feel like you're an attack, you put on the armor of God. So when the time does come, you are standing firm. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth in the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, one of my favorite parts of this verse is actually the end of it. It's Ephesians 6, 18. It says, pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. We don't just pray, okay, Lord, help. Thanks, God. Awesome. But you have all of the tools to defend yourself. You have all of the tools to put armor on and to say enough is enough. I'm going to stand firm. You are persistent in your prayer life, not just when you need God, not just when things are good. You are persistent in your prayer life. So we'll start with the belt of truth. Maybe if you grew up in church for any amount of time, you've heard the armor of God. And I would, uh, I would maybe challenge you a little bit. If you've heard it, are you actually doing it? Are you actually putting on the full armor of God? 
The first is the belt of truth. Now the belt of truth is to protect us against the lies and the deceptions of the enemy. Lies like you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, or the deceptions of the enemy. The enemy has been deceiving all the way from the beginning of creation. He deceived Eve, just eat from the apple. Did God really say not to do that? He's deceiving her. He's lying to her. So when the enemy deceives us, he's making a second guess. Did God really say that? Man, is, is God's word really truth? To put on the belt of truth means we hold tight to the truth within the Bible. We know what scripture says and we hold tight to it. You've got to know that you are a son or a daughter. I'm not just saying that it is in the Bible. You've got to open up your Bibles and just read, hear what you are, hear the truths that you might need to cling to. When you're putting on that belt of truth, what is it that you need to be reminded of? Putting on the belt of truth is truth of who we are as daughters and sons of God. You know your position and you know that you carry authority. The body armor of God's righteousness or the breastplate of righteousness might be how you've heard it before. Righteousness just means right living. We live according to him, not according to us. We try to obey his laws and his commands. That's God's, the word of God. We try to live and obey his commands, not our own. The breastplate of righteousness invites God's favor on your life. Favor could look like, oh, I just aced that test that I didn't even study for. Favor could look like, I just found five books. That could be stealing or that could be favor. I don't know. You take that one up with the Lord, okay? But it invites the favor on your life. Having the breastplate of righteousness means you are in alignment with God that you uphold the word of God, that we try our best to live by it. It means that we are made right by God. See, the body armor or the breastplate of righteousness protects our most vital organ, our heart. There's a verse in the Bible that says, everything we do flows from our heart. So when our heart is hurting, it's hard to hear what God is trying to say. When our heart is hurting, it's hard to make sound judgments. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. Then we have our shoes of peace. We be ready to tell people about Jesus. That's as simple as saying, dude, look what Jesus has done in my life. I used to be sad, but he's given me joy. That's simple as that. You are just sharing what has Jesus done in my life. We are getting ready to share the story of how Jesus has saved us. I was once lost, now I'm found. I don't know how, but there's this guy, Jesus. He did it for me. He can do it for you. We carry the good news with us. The good news is just the gospel. Again, it's just the story of Jesus. There's this man. I don't know how he did it. He died on the cross. He rose again from the grave. I don't know, dude, it's crazy. Come to church with me. Get to know Jesus. And we walk comforted by the prince of peace. You have peace. Then we have the shield of faith. Now this is to stop the attacks of the enemy, to stop fear, lies, insecurity, doubts, all of it. Put up your shield of faith and defend yourself. Then we have the helmet of salvation. Now this reminds us that we are saved and we are made new 
by Jesus. Putting on the helmet of salvation is to protect your mind. Protect your mind against doubt. It gives you hope. Maybe you're not going through the best time right now in your life. Maybe you're arguing with parents. Your parents are on the verge of divorce. Maybe you're about to go through a breakup. You can feel it coming. You feel pretty hopeless right now. Put on your helmet of salvation. Be reassured you have hope because of Jesus. And it reminds us that this is not our final home, but heaven is. Then finally, we have the sword of the spirit. That's the word of God. That is the Bible. Open your Bible. Study the scripture. Even if it's one little sentence or it's one chapter, open your Bible. You guys, that is so crucial. We can't just say that we're Christians and never actually open our Bibles. We've got to know what scripture says. And that's the Holy Spirit. He gives us wisdom. He leads us. He guides us. Any decision you have to make, ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. Anything you're facing, ask the Holy Spirit. The enemy will try to attack you. Absolutely. But you have the full armor of God to fight him. Remember, you're not fighting a physical battle. You are fighting a spiritual battle. These are the tools to help you fight that. So what do we do with all of this information? If we know we're in a battle, I know that I have armor. How am I supposed to use it? See, the armor of God can't just be a recommendation in your life. It has to be a lifestyle change. You put on the full armor of God every single day. Without armor, it's like we're walking around with a big target on our back saying, hey, Satan, dude, I'm wide open. What you got for me right now? Just hit me where it hurts. It's fine. I'm wide open. We're just walking around with a big target on our back. See, we are asking for the attack to come when we choose not to armor up. We are protected when we choose to put on the armor. I do this every single morning when I'm getting my makeup on. Okay, now I don't know if you, okay. This is like my pre-Jesus saved life, but I'm like kind of a big fan of like trap music. Um, if you don't know what that is, that's, that's okay. But we play this song and it's the armor of God and it's like, it's like, it, it, it's good. I don't know what you say, it slaps. I'm going to say it's good because that's what I would say. Okay, and I'm not trying to be you. All right, but it is so good. Actually, we would say it's a bop. And it's like, I got my belt of truth, check, breastplate of righteousness, shoes of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation. My kids, sure kids know it. Yes, Madeline, we did it. Yes, okay. And I don't just say, I sing it, and I'm like trying to put on my makeup, like, I got my helmet of salvation, breastplate of right. Okay, and I sing it every single morning, and I put it on because I refuse to let the enemy have any more ground in my life. I refuse. I refuse. He has already taken so much and he will not take any more. Do you know how many times we have conversations with students who just say, I feel like I'm under such attack. I feel like I can't get a break. I feel like God is maybe picking on me. And to that, usually my response is, have you armored up? And sometimes the response back is no. And like, hear my heart, it, it breaks when we hear that you guys are under attack. 
but I will not feel sorry when you have the tools to equip yourself. I won't feel sorry if you're choosing laziness over armoring up, or if you're just saying I'm too tired over being armored up. You are in a very real battle. Put on your armor. Quit being a victim and be a victor. Know that you have a position as a son or a daughter of God, and you can stand firm in that. You can fight. You have spiritual armor to do this. We have spiritual weapons to fight a spiritual battle, but we can't put them on for you. I wish, and we pray every single day for you guys, man, that you would be protected, that you would know who you are. But we cannot put on your own armor. I am responsible for myself. I am responsible for making sure the Lord has equipped me and I'm being a good steward of that that I am not playing a victim, but I'm going to stand firm and say, I know the attacks are going to come, but man, I'm armored up. I'm ready to go. Come at me, Satan. You're the worst. Okay. But you have to be the one to armor up. So uh, thanks to Kellogg and Joe. Okay. So they made this graphic for you guys. You can put it up on the screen. They made this and it's important for you to know you've got to put that on every day. You are walking into a battlefield every single day day. So what they've done for you is they made this little tiny QR code. I guess it's not very tiny. And you can scan that. And what that does is that gives you the option to save it as the size of your phone screen. Oh my gosh. It's like we give you the tools. That's amazing. And you can save it and you can put it as your home home screen. You can print it out. You can put it as your wallpaper. But I'm just going to let every single person take out their phone. I'm not actually going to let, I'm going to wait. So go ahead, pull out your phone. That's all right. We got all night. Take your time. Why armor up? (laughs) Okay. Nice. Just wait. (laughs) It's real awkward. Okay. Pull out your phone. If you take a picture of me, I'll hurt you. All right. Go ahead, scan the QR code and actually save it. And actually put it somewhere where you know I'm going to do this. Don't just look at me with your cute little faces and be like, yes, we will do this, Pastor Brittany. Actually fight for yourself. Actually take back some ground that the enemy has tried to steal from you and fight for yourself. No more being victims, but it's time to walk as victors, as people who know we win. I'm going to leave you with this verse in 1 John 4. 4. Did everybody get it? You guys all got the picture? Yes, Pastor Brittany, we did. Okay, awesome. Thanks, guys. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. First John 4, 4 says, But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won the victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. In the end, yes, you win. But you also have a fight. So just put on your armor. Have a plan. Put it on every morning before you leave the house, while you're on the school bus, wherever you need to do it, put on your armor and stand firm. Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you don't just leave us out for the enemy to pick on us, but you actually give us the tools we need to fight. And God, I pray for just a fighting spirit in this room that we wouldn't be succumbed to laziness or just tired or excuses, but we would actually do this. You change our lives. You protect us. You lead us. You guide us. And man, you equip us. 
And so, Lord, I just pray that each and every one of us would get into a daily habit of putting on our armor. We love you so much. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there.